In relationships, I've always said that there are three sides to every story. His side, her side, and the truth. Well, the same can be said for politics. There's the blue side, the red side, and the truth. We're here to help you figure out what is true. This is Truth Seekers with Rocky and Lucas. Okay, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about the indictment of Donald Trump. Big, huge episode. In this episode, what we're going to do is give you a brief overview on just who Alvin Bragg really is. We're going to explain all the problems with the indictment that point to a clear travesty and weaponization of the political office. Then we're going to give you a reaction from the left as it relates to this indictment. And then finally, we're going to tell you some of the more important news that you should have probably listened to instead of dealing with this garbage smokescreen. So Rocky, tell us who Alvin Bragg really is. Okay, so Alvin Bragg was voted in in 2021 to the position of district attorney for New York City. And he came with a first day memo. And let's talk about what that memo stated. One of the the big things it said, and this is in an article in the New York Post stating that it ordered prosecutors to downgrade felony charges in cases including armed robberies and drug dealing, as well as to stop seeking prison sentences in, in many crimes. While he initiated that on his first day, he actually backed off because there was some feedback that that didn't go over well with the public and and from people from the office. So he told everybody that he was going to stop prosecuting crime and people had a problem with that? Well, not stop prosecuting, but certain crimes were going to be less crucial. They weren't going to be as big of a problem. So let's say what would commonly be a felony would potentially be a misdemeanor or a misdemeanor would be absolutely nothing. Yeah. And in addition to that, they already had the no bail saga in effect already. So that that was kind of adding to the whole issue with what was going on or what is still going on in New York City at this time. So let's go let's go over some numbers really quick. So we're going to compare 2022 to 2019 when Vance was in office. Felony cases resulting in convictions in 2022 is 51% down from 68% in 2019. Misdemeanor cases resulting in convictions is 29% currently or in 2022, down from 53%. Felony cases declined to prosecute. So this is felony cases in which that office under his rule said, no, we're not going to do a darn thing with this, is 1,119 up from 828. So almost 300 more. Absolutely. This is what Trump is alleged to have done. There was a hush money payout to a woman named Stormy Daniels. It was not a secret. Everybody knows that he did it. Now, what Bragg is suggesting is that the payment was made through his 2016 campaign, and instead of it being identified in the campaign paperwork that was submitted to explain all the expenses as a payout, it was basically identified as legal fees. That's basically the charge. You file these documents in the city of New York, and you lied on the documents. With that in mind, Here is the first problem. The first problem is that the alleged fraud that took place took place six years ago. And fraud has a statute of limitations of two years. (laughs) Okay, so that means that Bragg is trying to prosecute Trump for something that happened way beyond the legal time frame. But Bragg doesn't care about the legality of this case. He just wants to damage Trump's chances of re-election and gain some notoriety for himself. I can guarantee you that guy is getting a free meal at a pretty nice restaurant in the city of Manhattan because there's enough people that are on his side for this. Here's problem two. Problem one identifies that it was a misdemeanor. 
Now, he's being charged with a felony. In order for it to be a felony, it needs to be connected to another crime. And what he did in the misdemeanor was done so that he could cover up the other crime. That makes it a felony. So what was the other crime? I break this down two ways. So problem 2A is that Bragg is indicting Trump for a felony because he can attach the fraud to another crime. The problem is the other crime is a federal crime and Trump was already exonerated. That was brought up after the 2016 election. The FEC had already looked and said, hey, look, we think that there might be some impropriety here. They investigated. They said, no, based on the the election rules, it's not a problem. So Bragg is trying to add a crime, a federal crime, to this indictment. And he was already found not guilty for that particular instance. Problem 2B is that even if this is a felony, a felony has a statute of limitations for this type of crime of five years. We are in year seven. Already, we've got two major issues with the indictment. So problem three is the main witness is a guy named Michael Cohen, who is a nine-time felon. And Cohen has made Trump his adversary once Trump turned his back on Cohen during the investigation that led to his indictment and conviction on this matter. This is very well documented in his own podcast that he called Mia Copa. For years, he had a podcast, complained about Trump, made it very clear he was no longer Trump's friend. He blamed Trump for getting him into a mess that caused him to have to plead guilty to nine different felonies. Apparently, that's Trump's fault. That's the state's prime witness. Problem number four. The case requires proof that Trump knew that Cohen paid Stormy Daniels the hush money. This is a fact that Trump has already denied publicly. And in fact, Cohen has already made a public statement to the fact that Trump didn't know about the payment. They've already made public admissions that Trump knew nothing about this. Exactly. Okay. Problem five with the indictment. It's my favorite one. Yeah. All right. Hillary Clinton actually committed fraud in the 2016 election. You might remember that Rocky brushed on this earlier, but in the 2016 campaign, Clinton and the DNC channeled about a million dollars to a company called Fusion GPS for the infamous Steele dossier. The FEC actually found that Clinton and the DNC were guilty of election violations and fined them $113,000. Okay, they committed the crime. They were found guilty by the FEC and they got punished. However, the city of New York decided not to pursue the matter. Which is how it should have gone. Yeah. And how it should go with Trump. The evidence against Hillary Clinton was way more extensive, which raises the question about why Trump is being targeted for this indictment when there's way more extensive evidence on on a crime like this against Hillary Clinton. The other thing about that, in addition to Hillary Clinton being um, actually guilty of this crime and not being prosecuted, there was all there is also a precedent that was set by John Edwards, where he actually went to trial over this exact issue. He actively solicited a million dollars from his campaign contributors so that he can keep his story of infidelity quiet, went all the way to trial, was found not guilty. That's kind of a big part of the problem for problem number five. Finally, the last problem that I could find in this is that Bragg has purposely not indicted a very large number of violent felonies since he has taken office. This is exactly what Rocky had been talking about. You could attack someone on the street in New York, nothing happens. Become a Republican president of the United States, you just earned yourself a year-long investigation to a crime that you may have committed. 
please understand, it's supposed to be the other way around. You're supposed to be accused of a crime, and then the investigation begins. What we got here is an investigation to find a crime that could be pinned against Donald Trump, and that is a very popular thing that they do in communist governments. We got at least six major problems with the indictment, but it doesn't matter. They went forward with it anyway, and they're happy that they went forward because this isn't about getting Trump arrested. This is about getting Trump not elected, not elected. And and I think that one of the big prizes that they're looking for is that they get a mugshot of Donald Trump. He's going to have to get mugshot, you know, if I were him, I'd autograph him. Oh, you know that that picture is going to make you know the most popular coffee mugs and like all sides like your steve mcqueen absolutely shot yeah that, yeah that's exactly right yeah steve mcqueen or frank sinatra, frank sinatra. Yep. yeah you know it's it's going to be iconic for sure and it's not going to necessarily be looked at as as a bad thing like it's going to be a bit of a badge of honor on that side as we promised uh we have some reaction from the left and because this indictment was supposed to come down a week ago, I captured some of the reaction from a week ago where the indictment actually seemed like it wasn't actually going to happen. And I also captured some of the reaction from today. The first reaction that I got to give, it's my favorite, is Nancy Pelosi's reaction. Okay, she went to Twitter and tweeted, the grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. No one is above the law and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. Hopefully the former president will peacefully respect the system, which grants him that right. Okay, I'm going to rewind the tape. But what she said was, no one is above the law and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. I'm sure that there's a lot of politically savvy listeners out there. She just said the quiet part out loud. She don't go to trial to prove your innocence. You go to trial so that someone could try to prove that you're guilty. Okay, so um, love it. Love it. So while it, it sounds like a misstatement, no, I think that that is exactly what she thought. So CNN. This is their reaction. Last week, we got this guy named Stephen Collinson, who, instead of talking about the facts of the case, wanted to make sure that everybody knew that Trump launched an effort to intimidate prosecutors and politicize the case. I mean, the guy spent plenty of time rehashing all the January 6th narratives. And even though this is not a quote, he basically was saying that Trump was dangerous and needs to be arrested. That's your CNN unbiased reporting there. But he's saying that Trump politicized the case? Yeah. Isn't yeah. this whole thing political that was started by Bragg for that purpose? Yeah, no, I, you, you get it. Yeah. Okay. This week... We got an article by someone named Jennifer Rogers. The title of the article is How the Courts Will Deal with the Indicted Donald Trump. That's the title of the article. I read it, and all it is is an article that says he finally got arrested. He, they spent like 10% of, of the article talking about how the courts are going to deal with, with the indicted Trump, and they talk about like mugshots and booking and fingerprints and all that stupid stuff that everybody knows. But basically, as this was, hey... Trump got arrested. Politico, not the most read periodical. Last week, we got the trio of brain trust, Caitlin Collins, 
Kristen Holmes and Paula Reed, who wrote an article called In an Echo of Trump's Appeals to Supporters in 2020. Their big thing was that Trump said protest and take our nation back because he was he felt that the indictment was a political stunt. You know, everybody piling on Trump saying he's a violent man. He needs to go to jail. He's going to cause another insurrection. This week, I'll be honest with you, I was super duper impressed. The article that they put out about this was extremely objective. Who? Politico. Oh. Josh Gerstein and Kyle Cheney, they wrote the article and it was basically like, hey, they even talked about problems with the, with the indictment. I, I was reading, I'm like, wait a minute, is this a Fox News article that Politico's putting up? Last week, The Atlantic, they put out an article that points out some of the potential issues because of the Secret Service element, which I thought was interesting, but the article was truly about how horrible the Secret Service is because they are loyal to Trump. Uh, this they wouldn't week, be saying that if the indictment were against Barack Obama and uh, then his Secret Service was loyal to him. Well, you're figuring this out, Rocky. Good job. Yeah, so they didn't have much to say this week that's the reaction from the left i mean and in my opinion you know i'm thinking to myself do these hack reporters really think trump is going to ignite violence especially like january 6th now that we have all the new video evidence you compare that to seattle portland george floyd blm ferguson you think that trump is the guy that that incites violence you think that that this side the red side is the violent side this narrative is just completely irrational reading all of the different pieces i found that there was one common thread that common thread was no one is above the law i cannot wait to see their reaction when joe biden and his crime family are indicted and arrested and probably going to be prosecuted and, and found guilty for their old crimes, you know, to see if they also believe that nobody is above the law, unless they think that the Biden crime family are a bunch of nobodies. That was the big common thread in the leftist reporting on this particular issue. Let's just hope it rings true and that something happens to them because Lord knows nothing's happened to the Clintons. I mean, if the Bidens have all their advisors found shot and or hung, no telling what's going to happen. I mean, my guess is probably nothing. The well, same thing, the same way nothing's happened to them. I think that this is actually a paradigm shift. And the Democrats have opened up the box. Pandora is out. And now all bets are off. And this is either going to turn into a gigantic mess or it's actually going to clean things up. I don't believe that anybody moving forward is getting off. I think that if anything, that the politicization and the weaponization of political entities is probably going to start to increase. Now I want to talk about some of the smoke screens. Okay, these are the stories that were happening that were way more important than Donald Trump getting indicted that you should have been paying attention to, but you probably didn't know. Okay, last week and, and during the first indictment, there was a memo that was released by the Oversight and Accountability uh, Council of Congress. They uncovered proof that the Bryden crime family received over $1.3 million from HK Limited a Chinese state-sponsored energy company. No one really talked about that because they were too busy talking about Trump. But basically, there's proof that the Biden crime family received $1.3 million from the communist Chinese government. And you want to wonder why there was a big balloon that was able to travel all the way across the United States gathering all kinds of information? This is another story that you should have been paying attention to. I'm sure nobody heard. But Hunter Biden actually launched a countersuit against the shop owner that held his laptop for invasion of privacy. And why is that news? This means that the that Hunter Biden has basically admitting that the laptop and its contents were real. Or that they were his. Both. 
Right. Yeah, that was that was news. You know, that kind of opens things up. The next big story that everybody should have been paying attention to related to the banking crisis. We are in a serious banking crisis. Even the IMF last week released a statement that nobody listened to that said that the global economy is going to quote unquote go through the ringer. When an organization like the IMF is telling you that the global economy is about to take a big giant dump, everybody should be worried. But did you hear about it? Nope. Oh, wait, really quick. I did hear something today that the dollar's going to collapse and we're going to be the new Venezuela. Oh, that sounds exciting. The other thing that's happening that no one's paying attention to is that big banks are consuming slightly smaller banks. And it's not even just in the United States. Credit Suisse got consumed by the biggest Swiss bank, making it almost a monopoly, monopoly. banking system inside Switzerland. And it's happened. It's it's starting to happen here. And the problem with that is if there is a monopoly of banking system within the country that you are doing business, it is very, very easy for the government to take control over that system. It may not matter to you now, but when it happens, it changes everything. What other stories should we have paid attention to? Well, how about this one? Xi Jinping went to Russia, not the other way around. He went to Russia as a guest to sign an arms agreement. We've got the second biggest nuclear power in the world signing an arms agreement with the biggest military in the world. And both of those folks hate us. And we're sending all of our money to, to one Ukraine. Of the smallest countries. Yeah. That's a problem. Obviously, everybody heard about this story. A chick dressed as a dude walked into a Christian elementary school and killed three children and two adults. Now, that was national news, big story. But what happened after, the trans activist community's reaction basically said, well, you know, hate's got consequences. Trans activists are becoming more and more like militant and violent. The media is trying to squash it, but it's a big story and they can't. All of a sudden, this indictment gets through. And all of a sudden, nobody's talking about these trans activists who are actually saying, look, we got to commit violence against Christians. And nobody, nobody's talking about it. I don't see Christians committing violence against them. So what's... Christians are inherently evil, apparently. So it doesn't matter whether or not they actually commit the violence. Everything that they do is, is violent. Noted. How about this one? Along the lines of these trans activists that are getting more and more violent, trans activists engaged in an insurrection at the Tennessee Capitol building. I know that most of you are probably going to say, I didn't know anything about that, but yes, they literally broke through the door, took over the congressional meeting and protested. They're calling themselves gun control activists. Gun control activists. Yeah. That is priceless. Gun control activists stormed Tennessee State Capitol in Nashville after trans shaman joined occupation of Kentucky legislature as fears of a left-wing uprising loom ahead of Trans Day of Vengeance. Trans Day of Vengeance. Yeah. They're giving it a name. In all fairness, that got canceled today. But, but yeah, they who sets that up? These are the people that are talking about not being accepted, but yet they want to be accepted, but they won't accept that, that Christians exist. How about this one? This is a big story that nobody was, that nobody paid attention to. A report came out that Merrick Garland ordered federal marshals not to make any arrest for those that were protesting in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes in the wake of the Roe v. Wade decision. On its face, that may not sound like too much. If you rewind the tape a little bit, a couple months ago, Garland went before Congress. Congress asked, there were all these people protesting. No arrests were made. 
that was a clear violation of law. Your group did nothing to stop it. What happened? He testified. His office could not bring cases against protesters without any arrests. So he went before Congress and said, well, we, we couldn't put a case against anybody because there weren't any arrests. Now we find out that there weren't any arrests because he said to his marshals, you better not arrest anybody. So he allowed the law to be broken. The a very big and important law was broken, and it was broken because Merrick Garland gave the order to make it happen. This is getting really aggravating. But parents that go to protest, those people are evil. School boards are getting arrested, or getting tossed, or getting banned. What yeah, is yeah, wrong? Yeah, go, yeah. Go, go to a school board meeting and complain about some some fake tranny in the bathroom who molests a girl, or gay porn on the bookshelves yeah. in the library. And all of a sudden, now you're a domestic terrorist. This makes sense. Okay, the last article that you should have been paying attention to that you probably didn't for the first time since the Cold War, a journalist was actually taken prisoner in Russia on charges of espionage. I think that the most unfortunate thing is that the journalist that was taken prisoner is not a member of the LGB alphabet soup mafia, which means that Biden's not going to do anything to uh, have his release made. That was the maybe, news. Maybe he plays basketball. I think it only works if you play for the WNBA, though. So well, he, he can. I mean, he's allowed to, right? I mean, if he could. that's how he identifies. Yeah, yeah. From what I understand, he doesn't. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was very important for us to talk about. I hope that the takeaway for you is that it wasn't that Trump got indicted. It was that the indictment was political. The indictment was a weaponization of a political group. And it was a gigantic smokescreen that took the focus off of so many things that were way more important that people should have been talking about. So, Lucas, you missed one smokescreen story. And that was with the shaman was released from prison. No way. So his name is Jacob Chansley. I don't want to... Jacob wanna... Chansley, yeah. Okay, so anyways, he was released... And I use QAnon shaman. Yes, I, I use the term released in air quotes because he was sent to a halfway house. But that was very, very quietly done. I did not hear that. Yes. So that's another one of the stories that was buried. Super sleuth Rocky. Good job. In, in this episode, we just want to make sure that your ears are open to more than than just the headlines. Look for the truth in the story. Don't take it at its title. Do your own research. It's not easy. It's really hard to find these. And hopefully we do a good job of making sure that the stories that you can't find, we've uncovered for you. Or at least give you a different perspective Yes. than what is out there. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, for True Seekers, this is Lucas. And I'm Rocky. 